Listening Dog Media. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Offside Rule with Lindsay Heeper and Natasha Dowie. Promoting women's football since 2013. This is the Offside Rule mailbag with myself, Lindsay Hooper, joined by Natasha Dowie. Uh, we will urge you straight away, if you haven't listened to the return episode of the Offside Rule, brand new in every sense, because we're now covering the pyramid of women's football. We're looking abroad. We're having a spotlight section. So on the first show, we heard from Leah Williamson and Mel Phyllis. We do urge you, wherever you get your podcast, to go back and listen to episode one. But for this mailbag feature, what we're doing is we're handing over the controls to you. You can ask whatever you like. You can air your opinions. Whatever you'd like to get the conversation going on. We have social media channels. So we're at Offside Rule Pod on X, formerly known as Twitter, and on Instagram. And that's going to be the way that we're going to ask you to comment. We will then get in touch with you. We'll probably send you a DM. So make sure you follow us and we'll get a voice note from you so we can include you on the show. Handing over straight away, Tash, to Lauren. Are you poised for this question number one? I am. Bring it on. Okay, here she is. Hi Tash, it's Lauren from South Wales. Who do you think did the best business in the transfer window in WSL and the championship? It's a great question. I think we touched definitely on the WSL one earlier in the pod, but for me it would be West Ham, 100%. I think I spoke very highly about Katrina Gorry, Christy Muir, Sadorsky. I think their result against Arsenal says it all. Won their last two out of two. So West Ham for me would be the standout one in the WSL. I do need to give Chelsea a shout out for the Ramirez signing because from what I saw... Is she going to be as good as I think she is? I mean, mean, we saw in the World Cup what she could do. Strong, powerful. She has everything. Scores goals. But when I was watching her the other night, I mean, the pace, you know, she should have probably had two or three assists. Chelsea just didn't take the opportunities and chances but she is just the whole package. It's just her maturity yeah, as well. Absolutely. She it just it feels like she her intelligence on the ball and knowing how even her body language and and how she can keep players away from getting the ball off her is just another level. It's just it's just 
automatic for her, isn't it? Yeah, and that record transfer fee. I think, I mean, everyone, mm. their eyes open when it's, I think it was like half a million, but look, it's money well spent. And I think when you do get the likes of Sam Kerr back, you know, this Chelsea team, you're almost looking and think, how can they get better? <laughs> and every transfer window, they get better. And I think Emma Hayes has left them in a very good place with regards to their players. Um, Championship-wise, I think it's been really good business in the January transfer mm. by a lot of clubs. There's been a lot of movement. But I'd probably say out of all of them, standout would be London City Lionesses. I think they've brought in some real experience with the likes of Megan Campbell from Everton. You know, played at City, you know, someone that's been there, done it at the top level. So her experience, I think, will be massive. Jade Bailey, who actually, you know, really was a top, top player, kind of has disappeared off the scene a little bit. But I think she's Mm -hmm. someone that is still young, still has a lot to give and probably through injury, through, you know, kind of not maybe having the impact she would have liked over the last couple of years. She's probably got, you know, a bit of a point to prove. So I think that's a great signing for them. Nicole Douglas as well from the Washington Spirit they brought in and Kareen Henson from Watford. So I think out of all of the teams, London City Lionesses is definitely the one. But speaking to Jade Moore as well, they did say, tell me if I pronounce it wrong, Michelle Agamani, is it? Agamani? Uh- Adjimani. Adjimani, yes. So Watford, struggling down the bottom half of the table. She's come out on loan from Arsenal, 18 years old, scored the two goals against Birmingham on Sunday to help Watford win 2-0. But Jade Moore said she's literally changed everything for them. Quick, powerful, and she would definitely be, in my opinion, keeping Watford safe in that championship. I'll also say watch for this developing relationship between Manchester United and Blackburn Rovers because United tend to do a lot of business in these transfer windows. It might have gone under the radar. You might not have noticed it. But last summer it happened. Um, Chloe Williams was one. Emma Taylor was the one this time um, going from Manchester United to Blackburn Rovers. There have been a few players that have made that move. Uh, And I think those relationships, they do develop, don't they, I suppose, Tash, over time. If clubs like dealing with each other. um, I was thinking as well about Reading. Reading had quite a few players they let go to London City Lionesses um, your former club after they got relegated Grace Maloney Emma McCandy for instance I'm thinking about those No absolutely I think it's spot on and I think I I can talk about Liverpool as well we've had a lot of young players so I think it's it's really important like you said and I think it's something we'll see a lot more moving forward Next, we have a very special voice on the show, Kate Borsay, part of the offside role for 10 years, still part of the show, but now having more of a backseat role because she's very busy with Times Radio uh, presenting on that channel. If you do get a chance to listen to her shows, like, go and support her because she's brilliant at what she does. Um, but she sent us a question because uh, she, she knows you very well, Tash, and I think she thought you were the best woman to ask this. Hi Tash, it's your offside rule friend Kate Borsay here. I've been reading Emma Hayes' comments about the lack of female coaches in English football. She's called it a massive issue. I'd love to know what you think. We know that in the WSL only a third of clubs have female managers. Does it keep getting worse as you go down the leagues, you know, beyond the championship? And does this need to be addressed? Have you ever been tempted to start coaching a team you're obviously doing a lot of media work at the moment but have you considered and would you consider in the future coaching a women's football team and what might have been your reservations about doing so I'm interested to know what you think have a great show and I'll see you soon yeah it's a great question Uh, I think there's lots of different angles to it I think firstly women's football is still far behind truthfully with regards to the development of the game and and the the females uh, I guess 
um, not, I guess, involvement. You know, you look, the men have been involved in football for a long time, playing a lot of ex-players, a lot of ex-pros have played and then moved into the women's game. So there's a bigger pool, I think, or selection. Um, I would also say a big reason, truthfully, and I've got my A license, I did all my badges, so I could go into the managerial side of things. I think if you look at a lot of the ex-female players that have retired recently, myself, Izzy Christensen, Farrah Williams, you know, I think a lot of those could have gone into managerial. I think they've got their coaching badges. They know the game. It definitely could have been an option. But truthfully, if I'm being completely honest, financially, it's not there. You know, media-wise, it pays better. You know, it's more stable, less stressful. Um, I sat down with, with Alex Inglesorp, who's the head of the Men's Academy, and, and he said, you know, do you want to be a manager? And truthfully for me, it doesn't appeal to me. I think when you're in the game and you see how stressful it is, I didn't want that. I didn't want to come from a 20-year intense playing career to then go straight into that managerial intense ruthlessness. You know, you look at the likes of Mel Phillips at, at Brighton, you know, just sacked, you know. So I think it... That it, caught everyone It is, surprise. and that's the thing. And, yeah. you know, I have a family that have been involved in the game. My uncle Ian, who managed at the top level, and it is, it's a ruthless industry. Um, I, I hope to see more, but, you know, I think it's going to take time. You know, I think it's going to take, it is going to take time. And I think maybe more investment does need to happen, more security, more stability. Um, I do coach, you know, I don't, I don't get paid to coach. I coach, like I said, for a local team, uh, for the Liverpool Feds, more because I miss being on the grass. I want to give back. I love coaching and I don't have opportunities elsewhere. So for me, it's a case of, you know, still staying involved in the game and, and keeping, you know, present. Um, who knows in the future, you know, will I want to, you know, step back involved, but I just think it's different in a women's game. In a men's game, when you retire, you're financially okay. So then you can afford to maybe gamble and, you know, think, actually, I'll have a go at this managerial thing. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But for me, you know, I've retired financially now, you know, I don't have a job, so I need to make a living. And, you know, my ambassador role helps a little bit towards that. But actually, the media side of things is a huge part of me being able to survive and pay the bills. So... I can't afford to take that gamble and go into a coaching role where the money isn't good, knowing potentially I could get sacked. So I think it's something that has to be looked at. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So what are your thoughts about the Chelsea role? Because a lot of the rumours are that they're holding out, they want another female coach. I think that's something that Emma would like her successor to to take over and, and be one of the 
the main upcoming female coaches that can go to that next level. But you've already identified that that pool's probably quite shallow. Uh, Do you think that they're going to be able to get a female in that role uh, succeed in her? Or do you think that they might have to go for for a man? I think they might have to go for a man because if you look at it, if you look at the the two people that were linked to it was Laura Harvey and Casey Stoney. And and you can understand that, you know, two females that have played the game that has also also been successful managerially, you know, could step into that role and and probably handle the pressure. Um, But if you look at Laura Harvey, these people have secure jobs. They have good jobs. You know, she's at Seattle. She's been there for many years. She's got a team that's been successful. She's set her life up over there. Would she want to leave that to go to a job where the pressure's on? You know, it's like taking over from Jurgen Klopp. You know, it's almost like a lose-lose right now because you're going into a job where you have to win, you know, otherwise your job's on the line. This is Chelsea Football Club. They're used to winning. They're used to competing for titles year on, year out. You know, so to basically take over from what Emma Hayes has done is huge pressure. Does someone want that? Casey Stone, the same. You can see see she's just signed a new long-term deal with Seando, the Wave over there in America, Seando Wave, Diego Wave. With her family, she's brought her family over there. And that's another thing. These people have families. You know, it's not just a case of, oh, let's just take a job. You know, they've got people that they've got to support and look after. So it's really not easy. And then apart from that, you know, you don't really see too many other options. So it is going to be fascinating to see. Um, But I do think more does need to happen. And you can see, I've heard uh, through the FA that, they're trying to focus more on helping the female coaches. I saw a, a, a group of females, Remy Allens, you know, some ex-players that they're mentoring through that system. But again, it is just the financial side of things. There needs to be more support to allow these people to actually want to take the risk. And I would then, I would step into that environment if I knew financially, you know, it could support me because I'd love nothing more to stay involved in the game, to give back and to share my knowledge. But it's not there right now. Jo Potter's gone up to Scotland, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah. So she, she might be one in the future. I know what, and that's then... a great shout. That's a really good point. You know, when I played with Jo at Everton and at England, she was a really intelligent player, you know, someone that I could definitely see step into that managerial role. Um, and it's brave of her as well to go away to a different, you know, different club, different environment and to learn her trade there. So yeah, that's a really good, good shout. We also found Serena Wiegmann. So maybe we need to look abroad again as well at some of the female coaches. I mean, Jill Ellis has been managing an NWSL level, hasn't she, since she quit the America job. I wonder whether she'd ever be tempted with a move to Europe. Maybe that's what we need to add on to the pod, the the scouting of coaches as well as the young (laughs) rising talents. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we do. We have Tasha's scouting report every week on the main show. We may have to consider putting coaches in there in the future. It could be in a demand area, especially if we spot any females, Tash, doing very well at clubs. Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens with that Chelsea job. I'm sure we'll come back to that. And finally, we have one more question. Hi guys, it's Natalie in the Midlands. Um, With ACL injuries being so prevalent, how do you feel this affects people lower down the pyramid? Yeah, it's tough. I think think this is really, really important to cover because when we hear about Sam Kerr doing her ACL, Jill Rod adding to the list of Leah Williamson coming back, Viv Meadmar, Beth Mead. We know that they're at clubs where they're getting all the support they need. But down that pyramid, are we in jeopardy of losing players completely? Oh, yeah, 100%. I see it firsthand. 
working at the Liverpool Feds, like I said, tier three, and that's not even that low down the pyramid. It's literally the league below the championship. So it recently happened with one of our centre forwards at the club. She did a second ACL centre forward, Emily, Emily Douglas, and she had to stop playing, you know, and it was a case of one, the support, you know, takes longer to get a scan takes longer to get the treatment so you're, you're waiting sometimes months just to just to get seen then when you do get seen and you have the surgery and the operation the rehab the support isn't as good it's not there so you're normally talking to come back from an ACL injury two years you know lower down the pyramid you know so two years out of your career and then even then when you come back you're probably not the same um and then it also affects your day-to-day jobs and that's why Emily had to stop playing because she had a good job you know, away from playing football and she couldn't afford to keep taking time off work when she was doing these injuries, not being able to walk. Um, so she had to think, right, you know, football is my love. It's my hobby. It's not what I, I don't get paid for it. She, she's done it for, I think she's been at the Liverpool Fed since she was six years old and she's now into her late 20s. So it's, you know, it's a long time that she's played um, and now she's had to stop playing and it's so sad. Um, but you look in the WSL, people are back after 10 months because like you said, you're pretty much in getting the operation as soon as the swelling of the knee goes down. Straight away, you're getting the best treatment. You know, you're getting what Premier League men get, you know, at these top, top clubs. Um, so it's sad. It's sad to see. And it's something that I don't know whether it can change because financially, these these lower teams just don't have the support. They're relying on sponsors. Um, but it's something that I really would love us to focus more on supporting the grassroots. And it's something that I still think massively the drop-off is too big. You know, for to have championship teams, clubs, players earning good money, and then literally the league below, these players still aren't getting a penny to to play. I think it's ridiculous. You've got the Liverpool Feds playing against teams like Newcastle, who are paying their players a lot of money because they've obviously got a Premier League club that they're linked to. It's just tough. It's tough. It's tough to mm. see, really. I wonder if there's anything that an insurance company, a big insurance company could do? Because I just think about how Vitality have been one of the sponsors in women's football for some time. Is there not a policy they could bring out for young players? Because not everyone's going to go on and have an ACL injury, but it'd be great that the ones that do had that support, that there's a special policy of some sort, um, that they could at least get the the finances to be able to have the treatment quickly. I, I just, I don't know whether that's the area that could maybe be addressed. Um, but looking down... In looking, I suppose, way down the line, you'd hope that there'd be more professional leagues. At the moment, I can't see the championship turning fully professional overnight. I think that's going to take a little bit of time as well. We've got some teams towards the top that are very much ready, but some towards the bottom that really aren't. Um, and then you look at the, the greater pyramid, you really need three or four leagues to be professional, don't you, in order to protect professional athletes to the full? Absolutely. Mm. we will leave that one there but we're glad that these topics have come in and we welcome even more from you um at offside rule pod we're on x formerly known as twitter so you can just comment anything that springs to mind if you're in your car if you're having a run listening to the show thinking oh i wonder what happens here i wonder what the what would do about this in the future get in touch with us we want those posed to us and we just want to have a debate really and just keep attention on the fact that there's some things that don't get spoken about so that would be brilliant to hear from you also on instagram as well and give us a follow a like a subscribe a recommendation a five-star review whatever you feel like uh, to keep people coming to the show we will be back next week um very much look forward to it tash what have you got 
on the horizon this week? No more trips abroad? No more trips abroad, sadly. Yep, looking out the window at the lovely weather here in Liverpool. It's a pretty miserable, bleak day today. But no, I've got, <laughs> I've got a busy week ahead. Um, obviously at Anfield this weekend, big game coming up. So I'll be there watching the boys. Hopefully we can bounce back after the poor performance against Arsenal. But apart from that, you know me, brunches, loving life. Yeah, <laughs> enjoying retirement. Coffee emojis <laughs> flowing around in our groups uh, going forward, I'm sure, for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. The Offside Rule Mailbag. Send us your questions on social media. We're at Offside Rule Pod. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.